Hello everybody and welcome to Gaza Guy Podcast. This is Mal Musa from Gaza. Today my guest is Minna, an Egyptian American living in Washington DC. Minna is the creator of the Naseeb Diaries, a platform for Muslim raised women in the US. She tells the stories, the experiences of the Muslim women in the US and uh, their experiences around identity, love, friendship, careers and so much more. Please welcome Minna to Gaza Guy Podcast. Sure, uh, my name is Minna. I'm an Egyptian-American living in DC, working on uh, global health. I started the Naseeb Diaries about two years ago, where I've been talking to different Muslim women about their experience in love, in identity, family, um, and just growing up in these times. When did you start the Naseeb Diaries platform? You know, I started it two years ago in 2018. I came up with the idea and I did like a few interviews and I was still trying to, I've never done interviews before. I never knew how to interview. I've never taken a communications or journalism class. So I was completely new to it. You know, God bless all my friends who let me interview them. Um, so that's when I started, but then, you know, it's a lot of work with doing the interview and then transcribing and coming up with quotes and things like that. So it took a lot more time than I thought. So when work and life got busy, I would have to stop working on it and then come back to it. and have this back and forth with it. And now working from home all the time and you know, our social lives have changed. And so I found myself having more time to go back to old interviews. People have more time to interview since they're at home and they're maybe they're more open to it. So um, during these difficult times, it's actually because everyone's home, I've had more time to, to work on it. Um, so I've been more active recently. You don't mean that there are you know, I Minna, mean, uh, there are a lot of uh, misunderstood stereotypes about Muslim women living in the U.S. or any other Western communities. Uh, can we say that to challenge it, can we say that uh, the Muslim women started to speak up for themselves, to share their own narratives, to defy those uh, stereotypes? Yeah, I think I think you said it exactly that that there's stereotypes and that's part of the reason that I did this is oftentimes for Muslim women our narratives and our stories are told for us by the media, you know, that either, you know, we're oppressed or we don't have choices or we're um, quiet and submissive and all of those things that come out in the media that you hear about Muslim women and I wanted to give myself and my friends and family and all the Muslim women I know and that I don't know the opportunity to talk about their experiences and who they are and you know it does two things on one hand it does give a message to the Western world that we're not mo one monolithic person that we're not all the same we have different views different experiences so on one hand it is you know giving these stories to the Western world but on the other hand it also is connecting all of us in those similar experiences that we face by either growing up here or just growing up Muslim and can provide a space of connection and allowing us to feel a little bit less alone. 
How do you assess the responses, the answers you received from interviewing Muslim women in the U.S.? Were the, were the answer similar or different? Yeah, a lot. A theme that I've seen, you know, so not all the interviews, but different interviews, is um, definitely around you know how we practice. Islam and what we accept versus what we don't accept and how I don't know if this is a, a taboo totally but how people how we all practice in different ways and it's not just one way to practice and you know some people don't practice anymore some people started practicing late so that I found interesting how everyone took on Islam and in, in their daily lives another thing that is more commonly I guess known is around marriage and love and you know a lot of these women are experiencing dating and you know meeting different people throughout their lifetimes you know not just having you know an introduction and getting married or getting married young or all those stereotypes that um, are around Muslim women and, and brown women even uh, in your interviews women shared responses and experiences around love friendship career what are some of the common struggles between or some of the common challenges between Muslim women living in the US like they were mentioned a lot in your interviews the Nisty Diaries started because I was dating and I was I was struggling with dating and with meeting someone and then you have the pressures of the family and everything and I thought you know we have this unique story to tell about our experience specifically dating in America which is where I live but I'm sure Muslim women around the world are having struggles too with just dating I mean every woman I think and even men struggle with dating and meeting someone but just the unique perspective that we bring to the table you know what we're facing in terms of what we're looking for how we were raised pressures of society the pressures of our family and that's initially what I wanted to talk about but when I would talk to women about their love lives all this other stuff would come up too and I thought wow you know that was that was ignorant of me to think this is all we have to talk about and so I expanded it to talk about identity which is another area which you know I haven't talked to many people outside the US so it might be specific to you know growing up in the West and figuring out you know am I American am I Egyptian am I Muslim am I a woman like you have all of these different identities and then you have the culture here where people try to put you in a box and they want you to be one thing and you know you're both or you're many things and just trying to figure that out growing up here so that's the area that comes up a lot but I added I, I love that career is a part of it because that's another stereotype that I didn't talk about is um, you know that we're not career oriented and and that you know we're gonna be staying at home and taking care of the kids that's a stereotype that sort of could be could be for women or just Muslim women but showing that there's different paths and the other stereotype that we all have to be doctors and lawyers and engineers exactly so providing insight for younger women that like you can do other things you don't have to be these three things or nothing at all you know when finding love you can be with a Muslim but you don't have to be with a Muslim like there's mm -hmm. people yeah, doing yeah. different That's... things and, and and you can learn from it if we can say as a Muslim woman what is your dream as a Muslim woman you know, I think my dream would just be um, to remove like the, the pressures of from our, our families, from society and, and from ourselves and just to be who we are and what we want to be without having to second guess ourselves, have to think about everyone else, you know, how's my family going to handle it, what's society going to think and being, you know, more free in our in our choices and our actions yeah. and, and having having that pressure removed from, from our lives. How did you came up with this? name the Nasib Diaries. Yeah, so I had I had gotten out of long relationship and I had started dating again and I had never dated in the time of, you know, all these online dating apps and swiping and 
this new world. So I like kind of re-entered the dating world and I was coming, you know, across Muslim men who grew up like me, but were, were a little bit too conservative or non-Muslim men who um, I found myself constantly explaining, you know, I'm Egyptian, I'm Muslim, like I have all these things and I grew up with this. And so it was trying to find, you know, the, the perfect person who's progressive enough but still knows where I'm, I come from and, and trying to find that was was challenging and you know I was I was talking to a lot of my friends about it and a lot of my Muslim friends you know a lot of them were facing similar struggles you know we grew up here but we still have a connection to our home countries and you want a little bit of both worlds in in your partner someone who understands you but also mm. someone who has that Western side to them too so um, I was talking to my friend about it I'm like you know it would be really great if we could somehow how just document our dating experiences and, and what we're going through because it's unique. You know, my mother didn't go through this. My mother met my father, you know, in Egypt and they got married, moved here and they didn't have to, a lot of our mothers didn't have to go through what we're going through. So um, at first we were just trying to think of it as like Muslim love stories, Muslim women love stories, and we were playing around with those names. And there's one thing that you always hear, like, you know, you always hear about like your nasib, like if it's meant to be, it will be, it's your nasib, it's your nasib. So then, like that word kind of came to my mind and I was like, okay, we should call this the nasib diaries. Although it's not just for Middle Eastern women, it's also for, it's for any Muslim. Dating for the Muslim women, why is it hard? Why is it I don't want to say it's it's difficult. I mean, I think dating for anyone has its has its challenges, you know, but it's also really fun and it's amazing like, you know, the thought that you could meet someone that you want to spend your life with. So, I wouldn't call it hard, um, but it does come with its own challenges that, you know, a lot of a lot of women face. I think, you know, I'll speak personally. I don't want to speak for all Muslim women because everyone has their own experience, but for me personally, it was, you know, we we grew up here or I grew up here with a lot of pressure to get married you know you have to be married by a certain age but you also have to get an education and you also have to do this and have a career and all of these things were supposed like you were in a race I, yeah before i was 25 to oh my gosh no i was just saying the the challenges and then now i think that was when i was younger i think the challenges now is finding someone who has a little bit of both worlds who understands my experience you know growing up here as you know an egyptian american muslim and you know understands where i come from but also understands that you know i don't have the same mentality as my parents do or their parents and you know i'm probably going to live my life a little bit differently and so finding a person that can accept like all all parts of me you know which I'm sure every woman no matter where they're from every man you know they're just looking for someone who accepts all of them yeah and, under, and understands them so I don't yeah. think it's different that that difference I think you're right I think you're so right because you uh, grew up with the two communities with the two cultures and it's your right to have somebody who also a product of these two cultures also has the values of these two cultures we can say it's the only choice, I think, because it's hard also to accommodate with another culture, with another values. It would be hard, especially at, at that age, at your age. It, like, everyone's different because, you know, you might meet someone from a totally different country and fall head over heels and, and it works sometimes, you know, and it works for people. And they're, yeah, they're yeah, it can so happen. It can happen. Yeah, it all, yeah exactly. So I, I don't know if it's that much about where they're from or where they grew up but i think it's just about that mutual understanding and acceptance